the answer to the question of how a segment on Halloween costumes can go wrong is when you make it about blackface being okay. Here's NBC's Megyn Kelly. What is racist? Because because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, blackface yes. on Halloween, or a black person who puts on whiteface yes. for Halloween. Like I, back, okay, back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. I, there was a controversy on the Real Housewives of New York with Luann, as she dresses Diana Ross. And she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know, I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how, like, that got racist on Halloween. I... <laughs> white people putting on blackface and black people putting on whiteface are very different things. Kelly issued an apology to co-workers saying, I realize now that such behavior is indeed wrong. And I'm sorry, the history of blackface in our culture is abhorrent. The wound's too deep. I've never been a PC kind of person, but I understand that we need to be more sensitive in this day and age. D. Lemon. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast, that clip courtesy of CNN. I understand that's a little old, that's a little played out. That was uh, Megyn Kelly on her television show, what she said about wearing blackface back around Halloween time. And the reason I'm playing that is because that, to me, plays right into the current events that are going on with Governor Northam of Virginia, him being exposed in his medical yearbook from 1984, uh, wearing blackface. And we'll, we'll get into all that for a second. But I want to point something out very clear. Uh, Megyn Kelly, she made an apology for, for her statements that she didn't feel you know, wearing blackface was that bad and when it had become racist and it's not that big a deal. When she issued her apology, she said, I understand that we do need to be more sensitive in this day and age. And that really makes me think in this day and age, like 2019, black people, they they, they got more power. They're in a better position than what they have been in previous years in America, supposedly. So you can't go around, you know, insulting Negroes in 2019. You'll get in trouble for it. And this, you know, back in 1984 or back maybe back in the late 70s, it was OK. But in this, in this day and age, you know, disrespect the black people that's frowned upon now. We used to disrespect them before. You know, we used to clown them, <laughs> make fun of them before it was fine. But I understand you can't do that now. That was very, very telling on on her part, I think. She also said in her uh, written apology, I and I quote, I also realize now that such behavior is wrong. And that's another thing I want to touch on before I get too, too far in the program. White people who practice racism, who exercise racist comments, who say racist things, who who exuberate race, racist behavior, when they get called out on it, they always play the, oh, I didn't know game. They always play ignorant. They always play like, oh, this is, that was racist? Wearing black, putting black makeup on your skin and imitating a black person, that's, 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 that's racist? That's wrong? Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Don't fall for it. I never believe it. Um, my, my personal stance on it is that when it comes to systematic racism, white supremacy, white people, they are the experts. We are the ones that are ignorant. They know what they're doing. They know what they're saying. They're no, they know what they're doing. What they're doing is wrong, and they play that game to try to get out of it. When, when somebody calls them on it, it's like, "Oh, really? This is me walking around in, in, in blackface on on Halloween, you know, pretending like I'm, I'm I'm a Negro. That's that's offensive to some people. Oh, I'm shocked. I didn't know that. Oh, this is racist. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> Don't fall for it. They know. Let me tell you something. White people, they know the history. 
of this country very well. They could tell you all about the Revolutionary War. They could tell you all about the Civil War. They could tell you all about the forefathers. They could tell you all about the Constitution. They could tell you who signed the Constitution. <laughs> you know, they, they could tell you all about their legacies. They know the history of this country. They know about that, you know, that 240 some odd years of slavery. They know about that 400 some odd years of oppression. They know about that Jim Crow. That That's not ignorance. That's not them not knowing. That's not them, you know, saying, oh, 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 my goodness. I, I, had, I had no idea. No, no, don't fall for that. Right, Megyn Kelly is a grown woman. She's a journalist. She's on television. She has said a ton of racist comments before when she was on Fox News. Um, something happened. I believe she got removed from Fox News for whatever situation. She ended up signing a huge deal with NBC News and she carried the same racism with her to NBC News. And when people called her on it, she tried to pretend like, oh, I didn't know this is racist towards black people. Oh, well, excuse me. I didn't know black people were so sensitive. And these are just jokes and Halloween and we just can't all have fun. I, I don't see anything racist about it. <sighs> tacky white supremacist behavior and we as black people we fall for it all the time you know as soon as a white person practices racism and said oh I, I didn't know and I'm I'm sorry and I'm ignorant we we some of us believe it too many of us believe it and you know we want to put our arm around them and say oh well here's some books you need to read and invite these black people on your show have them explain it to you and maybe well, let us educate you they, they don't need to be educated they don't need to be educated they know they know they built the system. They didn't build the system of racism off not knowing, off being ignorant. OK, I don't believe in the 400 year coincidence. They, they just coincidentally practiced racism for the last 400 years because they didn't know what they were doing. Right. Think about that. Think about that for a second. We're about 50 years removed from the civil rights movement. And we're about 50 years removed from law saying black people, you can't eat here. People putting signs up black people. You can't drink from this water fountain. People passing laws, black people, you can't live in these neighborhoods. That's not ignorance. That's a collective effort to maintain a system of oppression, an organized and collective effort. That's not people being ignorant and not knowing. White people in America, they know their history very well. Never fall for it when they say they didn't know. And another thing I would like to bring up um, in that clip of the Megyn Kelly show where they was going through that whole thing. There were f four people on uh, the panel. All four of them were white. One of them was the daughter of Joan Rivers. I believe her name is Melissa Rivers. Well, first of all, the only person who did ste step up, it was three white women, um, including Ma Megyn Kelly, and one white male. And the white male, he did step up and say, well, I, I do feel like if, if you wear blackface on Halloween, you're racist. Uh, that's racist act. He did step up and say that. I didn't play the whole clip. The whole clip is like 11 minutes. You can find it on, on YouTube or however you find clips or whatever. But one thing um, that jumped out to me, uh, Melissa Rivers, who was Jewish, nobody was even talking about this. They went past the whole blackface thing. It was not that big a deal. And she wasn't outraged. She didn't say, yeah, that's wrong. She was like, oh, well, you know, you know, she kind of just went along with what Megyn Kelly was saying. But then out of the blue, she started talking about people dressing up as Nazis. Out of the blue, she just jumped out there and say, hey, we don't want to be offensive on Halloween. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No one should dress up as Nazis. That's wrong. I don't want to see anybody on Halloween. My, this is a Jewish woman dressing up as a Nazi because that's hurtful. That's offensive. That's disrespectful. And that's just downright mean. And we don't want to be mean. And I'm thinking in my head, you could say the exact same thing, if not more, 
about when white people dress up in blackface for Halloween. But you didn't have a whole lot to say in that segment when they brought that up. But then you just came out the blue and nobody was talking about dressing up as Nazis and says, she made it very apparent that she felt like, hey, no one should be dressing up as a Nazi for Halloween. That's very wrong. That's disrespectful. I, that jumped out to me, right? This is the quote unquote minority coalition a lot of people speak of. I believe it was the great Dr. John Henry Clark who said it best. Black people, you have no friends. Anything, and I'm going to quote Marcus Garvey, anything that needs to be gotten for black people has to be gotten by black people. Don't expect these other people and these other groups to stand up for you because they only worried about themselves. Hey, we got to stand up for ourselves too. I just wanted to point that out, that that jumped out to me. And the last thing I'm going to say on the Megyn Kelly situation is, yes, after this became big news uh, back around Halloween time, she was removed from NBC. I repeat, she was removed from NBC, but Megyn Kelly did not get punished. Let me explain. The Wall Street Journal reported that when Megyn Kelly was removed from NBC, the Wall uh, NBC had to pay Megyn Kelly $69 million. Let me repeat. Megyn Kelly got fired from her job, and in the process, NBC had to cut her a $69 million check, as reported by the Wall Street Journal. Very credible uh, media outlet when, when it comes to things of this nature. I, I can only speak for myself. I have never been reprimanded or punished or, you know, gotten any trouble on the job that came with a $69 million check. Um, I've been laid off before. When, when I was laid off, I got a handshake and a thank you for your service and to see you later. I did not get a $69 million check. So if you think Megyn Kelly got punished for doing what she did, and if you th equate being punished with receiving a $69 million check, me and you have two totally different definitions of what being punished is. Moving on with the broadcast, the thing that brought this whole topic up today <laughs> i'm laughing because i promise y'all i had a whole other topic scheduled for today i had a whole whole nother thing ready to go i was moving in another direction i was going to do something different than what i've done with the previous broadcast but then this news struck and it's 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 like the old saying just as soon as i think i'm out they pull me right back in well good afternoon Thank you all for, for being here. I'm pleased to be joined by uh, my wife, Pam. Pam, thank you for being here as well. There has been much public discussion about racist and offensive materials that appear on my page of the 1984 Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook. And I believe it is important for Virginians to hear directly from me and, to, and for me to answer as many questions as are necessary about these circumstances. With that in mind, I would like to read a statement about these events, and then I will be glad to take your questions. Yesterday, I took responsibility for content that appeared on my page in the Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook that was clearly racist and offensive. I am not and will not excuse the content of the photo. It was offensive, racist, and despicable. When my staff showed me the photo in question yesterday, 
I was seeing it for the first time. I did not purchase the EVMS yearbook, and I was unaware of what was on my page. When I was confronted with the images yesterday, I was appalled that they appeared on my page, but I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. I stand by my statement of apology to the many Virginians who were hurt by seeing this content on a yearbook page that belongs to me. It is disgusting. It is offensive. It is racist. And it was my responsibility to recognize and prevent it from being published in the first place. I recognize that many people will find this difficult to believe. The photo appears with others I submitted on a page with my name on it. Even in my own statement yesterday, I conceded that based on the evidence presented to me at the time, the most likely explanation that it was indeed me in the photo. In the hours since I made my statement yesterday, I reflected with my family and classmates from the time and affirmed my conclusion that I am not the person in that photo. While I did not appear in this photo, I am not surprised by its appearance in the EVMS yearbook. In the place and time where I grew up, many actions that we rightfully recognize as abhorrent today were commonplace. My belief that I did not wear that costume or attend that party stems in part from my clear memory of other mistakes I made in the same period of my life. That same year, I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio, in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. It is because my memory of that episode is so vivid that I truly do not believe I am in the picture in my yearbook. You remember these things. As I began my career and met my wife, Pam, I also began to develop a stronger understanding of this country's history and the harm that certain actions and attitudes cause. That does not excuse my behaviors up to that point, but it did offer me an opportunity to change and to grow, and I took it. I pursued my career as a soldier, a physician, and as a public servant because I wanted to help people. The experiences I had in each of those chapters and the people I met along the way helped me form a set of values that define the person I am now and the way I aspire to lead this commonwealth as your governor. In some ways, my personal history mirrors that of this commonwealth. There are actions and behaviors in my past that were hurtful. But, like Virginia, I have also made significant progress in how I approach these issues. I am far from perfect, and I can always strive to do more. But I have devoted my entire life, my career in the Army, as a pediatrician and in public service, to making life better for all people, no matter who they are. Today, I am not ready to ask Virginians to grant me their forgiveness for my past actions. 
I also do not fully expect that they will immediately believe my account of these events. Right now, I am simply asking for the opportunity to demonstrate beyond a shadow of a doubt that the person I was is not the man I am today. I am asking for the opportunity to earn your forgiveness. If I were to listen to the voices calling on me to resign my office today, I could spare myself from the difficult path that lies ahead. I could avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from my past. I cannot in good conscience choose the path that would be easier for me in an effort to duck my responsibility to reconcile. I took an oath to uphold this office and serve the people of this commonwealth to the best of my ability. As long as I believe I can effectively fulfill that task, I intend to continue doing the business of Virginia. I believe this moment can be the first small step to open a discussion about these difficult issues and how they contribute to the greater racism and discrimination that defines so much of our history. This very house stands as a monument to the dark and complicated history of this commonwealth. These walls are adorned with portraits of men and women who owned slaves, actively oppressed people of color, as well as men and women who stood tall and advanced the causes of equality and racial justice in the commonwealth and this country. Thank you for being patient with that clip, but I felt like the context of that six-minute clip was very important to today's discussion, and I really want to take my time with it and get into a lot of the things that the governor said. But first of all, if you didn't know, the history of menstrual shows in this country. Maybe you heard of that word before, didn't know what it meant. A menstrual show was basically something that white comedians used to perform pretending to be black people to entertain other white people. Right? It was a, a, a play of some sort or a stage. It, it was a comedy act. You get a bunch of white people. They would paint their face black. They would dress up like black people. They paint on the big red lips and they wear, you know, raggedy tattered clothes. And they put on a comedy show acting like black people and they talk real dumb. They act real buffoonish. They act over sex. They, they act real stupid. And the whole thing was just one, one big, this is, these are black people. This is how black people act. This, this is black society. Let's all laugh at them. And they were all white people dressed up in blackface. That was the minstrel show. You may have heard of Jim Crow laws. That was a big thing back in segregation. They called them Jim Crow laws, laws that oppressed black people, got that nickname. Jim Crow was actually a real life person. Jim Crow was a white man. Jim Crow was a minstrel show performer. I forget his real name. Uh, you guys can Google it. He was a minstrel show performer. He was a white man. He used to dress up in blackface. He used to imitate black people. He got really big, and he made a lot of money going around mocking uh, black people, pushing false racial, racial stereotypes. And so they called those laws that oppressed black people the Jim Crow laws. Now, the governor of Virginia, obviously everybody's heard the story broke. It came out that in his medical yearbook in 1984, not 1924, not 1944, not 
One individual is dressed in blackface. The other individual is dressed in full KKK regalia. Ku Klutz Klan. Right? They're both holding beers. And this is on his yearbook page with various other pictures of him. Now, when this story first broke, he the first thing he did was issue an apology. He said, yes, that is me in the photo. He didn't say which one. He didn't say whether he was the one in the blackface or the one in the in the clan robe. But he said, yes, that's me in the photo on my yearbook page. And I apologize. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I was young and dumb and hopefully we can move on. Then less than 24 hours, less than 24 hours, he came comes out and gives this press conference where he says, you know, after further recollection, after I sat down and talked to my family and really thought about it. That's not me in the photo. I, I don't know who those people are. I have no idea how that photo got on my yearbook page, even though, yes, I, I will admit it is my yearbook page. And usually people do submit photos to be posted on their yearbook page because it's their page. You have to submit the photo. But I don't know how I got there. And, you know, I, I misremembered and I was a little confused. I'm paraphrasing again. Yes, I did come out yesterday and say it was me because of overwhelming evidence, overwhelming evidence. But now that I think about it, I don't think that was me in blackface in that photo. I don't think that was me at all. But I will admit in that same time period, I did put on blackface to imitate Michael Jackson at a dance contest in San Antonio, a dance contest, which he boastfully says I won, by the way. So he comes out and his story is, OK, that's not me in this particular photo wearing blackface. But I have done blackface before. And, you know, back when I was growing up, it, it may have been a little bit more socially accepted. But I understand now we look at things differently. Let me tell you something. 1984 is not ancient history. I was alive in 1984. 1984, white folks knew wearing blackface was disrespectful. It was this is classless. It's mocking black people. And it it's, it's a racist activity, a racist behavior, period. I'm not falling for the I'm not going to rehash this. I already gave my spiel. I'm not falling for the well, I didn't know. Nobody told me and I didn't understand then. But when I met my wife, she told me about it. And I understand now. I'm not going for that. That's number one. Number two. I have questions. Right. How did the picture get on his yearbook page if it wasn't him? If he didn't submit the picture. Now, let's be honest with this. It's your yearbook page. This thing has been in this yearbook since 1984, over 30 years. You never knew about this picture? Since, since 1984, you never knew this picture was in there? The, the common sense thing is, if it's happening the way he said it happened and somehow this picture got in there, maybe somebody's pulling a prank on him and they submitted this picture and it wasn't him. Why don't you march straight down to the year? You have over 30 years to go down to the yearbook office and be like, you got to take this out of here because I didn't do this. This isn't me. But that never happened, which seems very curious to me because it is him. It's him. I'm not sure if he's the one in blackface. I'm not sure if he's the one in the clan's robe, but it's him. The second question I ask is, that person who's in that picture in that uh KKK uh regalia, 
where did he get that from? Because that looks pretty authentic. That don't look like he just grabbed some bed sheets and, you know, poked a few holes in it and made a little paper pointy hat. No, that looks like, I'm sitting here looking at the picture now, that looks like the real deal. That looks like somebody, you know, went back in their closet and grabbed their clan outfit and was like, well, I'm going to the costume party tonight. That's the second question I have. The third question I have is, and I didn't play the whole thing because it's very long and I didn't want to you know, extend the broadcast too, too long. But you may have heard that it came out that the governor's nickname when he was in college was Coon Man. It even says so on his yearbook, I believe they, they call him Coon Man is printed out in the yearbook. How did he get the nickname Coon Man? Now, in this press conference, a reporter asked him that, and he explained that two gentlemen that went to his college that were a year older than him, they both gave him the nickname Coon Man. So he admits to that. They gave him that nickname, and he says I, he says he knows who they are, but he says he don't know where they got it from or what it meant. I would be curious, since you know who they are, who are they? I would like the media to be able to go ask these gentlemen, hey, you know, y'all knew uh, the governor in, in medical school, and y'all called him Coon Man. What does that mean? Why did y'all call him that? What, you know, what what's the joke? What was the purpose? Can that be explained? I think it's very telling so far th- through this entire or- ordeal. And I guess you could say it's still relatively early in the process. Even, you know, the governor, Northrum, he has not been punished. He said he's not stepping down. He said he's not going, you know, he's going to stay in office. He's going to continue to lead and he's going to continue to move forward. This is business as usual on the plantation um white people who get exposed for their racist views racist acts they get to have a press conference they get to say i didn't know they get to apologize and they just move on nobody gets hurt nobody gets punished nobody gets removed from their job nothing ever happens this is america look the purpose of this broadcast again is to not make you think how i think i just want to make you get I just want to make sure you guys are thinking, look, 2019 isn't that different from 1919. You still got racism out here being practiced. Uh, You got people out here who have learned how to refine their racism and they practice it different ways. If you black in America, you got to wake up to what it is out here. You should not be shocked. You should not be appalled. Anytime something like this come up, look, just because he he was a Democratic. Uh, governor some people were shocked i was like nope not me i i expect something like this to come up i expect it i'm not surprised i'm not shocked now how do we move forward black people black people you you thought you was voting for a so-called liberal white person that had your best interest now you see how how he really feel now he's going to play the oh i didn't know card on you not only that the person who's in line to, to take his seat is is a black person and he's like, well, I'm not stepping down. I'm, I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to take the seat and <laughs> I'm going to continue on as usual. Um, I, you know, the old saying is white people, they don't get punished. They get transferred. I, I just cut that down. They they just don't get punished, <laughs> especially when it comes to, pra- to practicing racism. One last thing I'd like to add uh, before I end the broadcast while it's on my mind. Look, maybe I'm lame. Maybe I don't hang out with the right crowd with the right crowd. Maybe I'm old and out of touch. Look, I'm a black male. Um, I do know a lot of black people. I don't recall when Halloween runs around. I don't recall seeing a lot of black people or knowing a lot of black people that are quick to dress up in what they in white face. 
you know, I know people that put on costumes, but, you know, they, they just put on a costume, you know, even if you put on a costume of a white person. I see black people in Superman costumes, Batman costumes, you know, a superhero costume or whatever. They, they just put on the costume. I don't see a whole lot of like, well, let me make my skin look white to go along with the Superman costume. Or, or, you know, hey, I think I want to be Captain America. Let me get some, some some white paint and paint my face and skin all white. And I can go out there and it'll, it'll just be hilarious. You know, I'm going to be a white person for Halloween. I don't see a whole lot of that. A whole lot of that. If y'all do. Hey, correct me. Maybe I'm wrong. When Halloween rolls around, I do see a whole lot of random pictures of white people wearing blackface, though. I do see a whole lot of white people, you know, darkening their skin with, you know, fake dreadlocks or, you know, dress like how they how they think a stereotypical uh, rapper would dress. And they got black face on and big fake gaudy jewelry and they're little Wayne and their amigos and we just are having a good time. I do see a lot of that. And I would suggest to you that those people are practicing racism and they're using Halloween as an excuse to practice racism and they do know what they're doing and they are not ignorant and while it's on my mind the last thing i, I would like to say um and doing my research for this broadcast i was a little surprised um when i found the article in the wall street journal saying that you know hey even though nbc did release Me- megan kelly they had to pay her 69 million dollars 69 million dollars that is a substantial amount of money um i've been in various conversations with various white people over the years who bring up how much money professional athletes make and they say well it's a shame they make that much money for just playing a game for just dribbling a ball for just running up and down the field they shouldn't be paying them all that money and i've noticed a pattern that they always direct those comments towards black people i never see that that those comments directed towards tom brady or peyton manny or uh bryce harper or alexandra ovechkin i never see those comments directed toward those people but when it comes to black people it's like oh yeah that's too much money wow paying them that much man what's america come to megan megan kelly making that type of money to sit on television for 60 60 minutes you know less than that or maybe two hours just to sit on television and talk with her racist self and spew anti-black venom they pay her millions of dollars to sit on tv and do that the, the next time you hear somebody bring up you know lebron james or various sports figures and their contracts but keep megan kelly in mind and how much money she was making for just sitting up there and talking on television this has been the unprocessed knowledge podcast thanks again for tuning in guys you can check the show out on spotify itunes google play if you like what you heard here you want to support the show even further my work hypocrisy in america the veil of white supremacy it is available on amazon.com hey if you like the show hit the like button on the my various social media platforms you can follow me on social media unprocessed underscore knowledge follow me i got the instagram rolling right now i'm gonna get the other platforms up and rolling in a little bit but right now i'm more active on instagram than anything else unprocessed underscore knowledge hit the like button if you like what you're hearing hey repost share with a friend let's get a grassroots movement going let's spread the word let's get this thing rolling check you guys out next time